<laughs> Do you want to just get into it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, I, you know, it's I, Elden Ring. We set it up maybe a little bit, but... Yeah, I mean... Welcome to another episode of No Crisis Yet. I am John Lynch. I'm Ben Brown. We got yeah. some whiskey. Um, ben, you and I have been playing an open world game. Yep. Um, it's kind of a little bit fantasy themed. Um, For a little sweeping bit. vistas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm of course talking about uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, uh, we love it. Favorite game of all time. No, wait. Wait. It's actually Elden Ring. It's Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Elden so we, how, Ring. how long have we had to percolate? You did not record with me last week because I was very sick. Right. You had the scarlet uh, I had, rot. I did. I had you stepped in. That, I had the scarlet rot from daycare. That lake of rot. Bad place. Yeah. So around. it turns out when you send your kid to daycare, mm. you are just saying to your immune system, mm-hmm. "You're gonna, we're gonna have a problem." Yeah, because not only are you gonna get back your child ill, but mm-hmm. also you're gonna get a sweet, like infant version of a disease which your body doesn't know what to do with yeah my daughter fine yeah she like threw up a little bit and she's like this is great and you're just and then me and my wife are like this is a nightmare my scarlet rot meter immediately topped out i hugged my child "Ah." i hugged my baby and then the meter just (laughs) and immediately scarlet rotted you're like no boluses to eat (laughs) i want to talk a little bit about expectations for elden yes so Um, elden elden ring new from software game if you know us, you know we like their games. I want to say the, the second or third Dark Souls. I want to say the second or third episode was us in a in a room at University of New Hampshire mm-hmm. in the library mm-hmm. trying to talk about Dark Souls Two, and I was like, I it feels weird. Yeah, yeah. And that was a big not that contention, a, but that was like that was a weird time for, for those games because it was right after I think Dark Souls One had it was not pointedly not a Miyazaki game. Right, technically, and, and was uh, you know we had we had just kind of cracked into Dark Souls in the way that I think a lot of people had like a couple years after it had come out. Dark Souls now is what is what Demon Souls was to <laughs> exactly. the Dark Souls people, exactly. and and we were I think or at least I was a person who would play Demon Souls for like twenty minutes and like who would play this? This is awful. And then I never gave those. Why games is there a shot. three second delay between me hitting roll and, and then, rolling? You know, Dark Souls ended up being one of the best game experiences ever, man. So like, but we it were was. way into it, and then Dark Souls Two came out. Like, I played. Well, I think we both played through Dark Souls more or less at the same time. I think so. And then, and then Dark Souls Two was coming out pretty soon after we had finished it, and so it was like, yeah, because well, it was it was that it, it was that period where it was like, oh, like so, Demon Souls came out, yeah. And it was like PS3. I don't have a PS3. You did. Yeah. Did you play it on PS3? I did. I borrowed it from my cousin. And it was just okay. like, why would anyone play this game? This is so annoying. I can't understand Everything this felt like laggy. so like, hard. Yeah. It's so slow. And, and punishing. I mean, that game is, is you know, it's it has its art style. It looks really good. But it's also very muddy. And, and the lighting and the draw distance. And was all PS3 720? Uh, most games, yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it I mean, it, it did HD and, and like... 30 frames per second, right? So that's the thing. I think the last generation before the one we're on now that did like 60 for anything was actually like the PS2. There were a lot of PS2 games that were 60 frames a second. Metal Gear Solid 2. But once you got to the HD era, which was Xbox 360 and PS3, like frame rates dropped to 30 and below and have since never recovered, quite frankly, on consoles at least. Um, well, now at least in some games you have the option, right? You so you do, have fidelity you mode. You 60. Or, yeah. and it, it seems like a lot of the PS5 games that come out that were that are cross like horizon forbidden west like that is 60 4k on ps5 and then you can play it on ps4 but it's only 30 regardless anyways uh, <laughs> just the idea that this kind of game that these this genre of games that like obsesses over timing yeah um that you would i can't even imagine playing it because i i held out for dark souls on pc yeah. and then it landed and it was like yeah this thing is locked at 30 yeah. and then the pc community was like no one of my favorite like story that that was a great like there was petition petition because that game was only on xbox 360 and ps3 and it was very it was gaining popularity and then dark, dark souls dark souls yeah. the original dark souls and they they uh, you know made a change.org or some fucking petition somewhere and you know we're like hey from software you should port this band dynamico you should port this and from's like we would like to share it, but we don't know how to do that. This we, is going to be really fucked up yeah. if we do this. And everyone's like, don't care. And they Don't was. worry, FromSoft, because we'll fix it. Exactly, because then they released it and it like did 720p max, like 16-bit color depth. It was totally Was fucked. it Games for Windows Live? And it was Games for Windows Live. Holy shit. And uh, people diligently made a really great all-in-one mod that DS everyone fix, remembers bro. if and they then, played that game. And also, 
they were able, you could change every texture to uh, Nicolas Cage's face. That's right. Which is the most important, very important gameplay. Game. I saw someone who changed uh, the character, the Tarnished, to Homer Simpson. I saw the and, same uh, video, and it was great. It was Shrek, who was the Shrek tree and sentinel. Donkey. Yeah, as the Tree Sentinel. And uh, Pepe Frog as the Hollows. Yeah. So, anyway. uh, alive and well still. Anyway, what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, yes. Dark Souls hits PC. For me, that was the aha moment mm-hmm. of like... These games rock. Because turns out. how do you explain it? It's not a character action game. Like when when people say like, well, it's a third person. It's a third person RPG, I guess, is the best way to describe but it. is it? Like it's not a it's not a Devil May Cry. No, no. But it's when, not you an think char- when you think character action. Right? Character action to me is something like Devil May Cry or. or no, no. So, so yeah, that's yeah. character action. Bayonetta. What yeah. I would say is like, okay, that's third person character action. This is like, motherfucker, if you don't have that shield up. Yeah. If you, right. And what I didn't know at the time, because I hadn't played any of them, but the other way to describe the Souls games would have been Monster Hunter. Like, Monster Hunter also has incredibly animation-heavy priority. It's even more complicated. It is. I'm very happy that you brought in Monster Hunter because we're going to talk. There is a digression I want to have about uh, Capcom's attempts at this. Yeah, because Dragon's Dogma would be the other. Dragon's Dogma... This Elden Ring is what I thought I was getting with Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, that was definitely and something I kept thinking about when I was. And I was like, "Oh, Elden Dragon's Ring Dogma!" Games. Like, especially when I got the lantern mm-hmm. and I equipped it, yeah. and I hit the button, and the, my character pulled it out, and I was like, "Because there are areas that are just fucking dark." Mm-hmm. And they didn't. I mean, Dark Souls Two, they got burned because right. they were like, "Check out these torches." It's and they're gonna like, be... "Uh, we can't do that." And then like, we, we, <laughs> yeah. we can't do any of that. That's gonna make the PS3 they... catch on fire. We can't do that. <laughs> all, all the cell processing can't yep, can't achieve can't. this. Um. I'm sorry, I just had a moment where I pictured Miyazaki meeting Hideo Kojima being like, how do we do the Fox engine with Dark Souls? Never mind. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's, don't, don't worry. That, that'll Some other happen. day. Um, for me, Dark Souls was a revelation, and it's like, <laughs> it was a, a genre that I typically, like, for me, an RPG mm. is like a, I don't know, like a Vampire Bloodlines or, you know, like the yeah. weird, like, jank. Like, um, you picture like a Western RPG, like Oblivion, which was... yeah. Oblivion? Or no, I guess the contemporary would be Skyrim. Skyrim, yeah. Right? Around that time, yeah, Skyrim. Because Skyrim was 11, was 11, 11, 11. Yeah. Dark Souls was 2012? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. And you look at these two things and you're like, okay, one is a, they're both jank fests. Let's yeah. be clear. They're both pretty much jank fests. Right. But the Western thing is just like, here you go. Here's anywhere a huge you want. world. You can yeah. do everything you want. But the combat doesn't never feel good. Be a thief, a murderer, and a mage guild captain all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, but there's yeah, there's just, like a story. Like it's pretty clear. Like oh, these are the th- this is the thief guild. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And you know the combat never felt great no. in an Elder Souls. And then Dark Souls says you you're going to be treated as if you are reading a fantasy book for the first time, right. and you have no idea what the fuck and it's is in going a on. Different language. <laughs> it's in a different language, yeah. and you're like, this is weird. Um, but every weapon has impact. And not only does every weapon have impact, they are not interchangeable. So right. in Skyrim, for example, if you swing a one-handed weapon, it, they're all the same. Right. Dark Souls says, no, 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 no. Move sets. Yeah. There are move sets for each one. And not only are there move sets, there's parrying, there's... Dodge attacks, there's, there's crouch attacks. There's super armor, there's like poise. Attacks. Yeah, yeah. And you have control over all these tiny systems that we're not going to bother explaining to you. No. But are there's, very much, for the most part, present in Elden Ring. A hundred percent. But they do nothing. There's no in, There's no tutorial that says, here's what Poise does. Right. You can go in and dig through, like, an explanation text box. But outside of that, you're not going to no. know what it is. And Super Armor is something they never explain. It, you just kind of But you know it when you saw it. Yeah. Like, you know that if... If, it, if you, you hit an enemy enough and they go, ow, ow. <laughs> then yeah. that's Super Armor. Um, and there's, there's an empowering moment where you realize... Well, if I only block, they're going to break my guard. Right. But guess what? You can do the, so same, the same fucking thing. Same thing to them. Exactly. Some exceptions, and this I have issues with Elden Ring. Yeah, that, that there's certainly issues. That was even a thing in the original Dark Souls, where it's like ninety percent of the bosses in that game are parryable, but ten percent aren't, and they yep. don't really have any rhyme or reason to nope. why they're not parryable. You yes, but then also it's just something you got to figure out. <laughs> yeah, there there is there are issues with Elden. Like it's not nitpicking; it is like core issues that are like. What do you, it's it's me looking at the screen and be like what what do you want me to do? Yeah. What the fuck do you want me to do? <laughs> like this is not a um on the one hand it's not a hold your hand thing. Right. And I appreciate it for that. On the other hand, um I guess I'll summarize it by saying there is like mysticism in in Buddhism where it's like there tell me if this sounds familiar. Okay. There's the there's the practical side of Buddhism which is meditation, don't sell poison, like okay. Yeah. And then there's a mystical side that that apparently said that in one class, Buddha held up a lotus Mm -hmm. in his hand. And he didn't say anything. He just Mm -hmm. held it up and said, 
And one of his students says, I understand. Mm-hmm. There is no spoon. <laughs> and it's like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. But I get that Buddhist thing from FromSoft sometimes where I'm like, all right, sure. well, what did you want me to do? Right, right. And, and at some point, FromSoft can throw their hands up and say, well, we did put a message system in. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you, you know. Well, and that's a, the that's a thing, you know, talking about. And this is, again, this is going all the way back to Dark Souls 1. Right. And uh, that, that is a, uh, you know, a core component of those games. And it's from Demon's Souls also. But the idea that. There's just things, Ben, that are just completely like, how would you know to attack this wall? And, and, and that's, I'm, not, I'm not. Yeah. And, and, and I like that. I'm just saying, like. I, I've always posited that largely, I think there are some things that they just overlook and don't explain and are, are obtuse in a way that don't make sense, but that these games are meant to be played with a. With other people, you're supposed to share what you do is with other this, people. Is this the? It is. Are this. these games the recess? Yes. Going out to recess and being like, well, in Pokemon Red, yep. if you go to the truck and, and push you it, you'll hang get out in this grass, and then you'll yeah. get the negative Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. It's that level of they expect player the player base to fill in blanks, and they design it kind of deliberately in that way. I think with the the thing with Dark Souls, of course, that like there's no there's cutscenes like at the beginning of the most of those games that set up the world <laughs> and say like they kind but of they're do. all just proper noun salad <laughs> and they are just like yeah. here's the furtive pygmy and here's uh Liondell the whatever and so on and so forth and they just kind of set up the world more or less and then go like you need to relight the fire or you need to become the Elden Lord and that's it and that's usually all you get to go on and as you go along I mean Sekiro is probably the one exception and it's also the exception it's not really an rpg like all these other games but that is close that, one, that that's closest to a character action right game. that one has know. a character who has a voice and there is a storyline and that one's a little different but like bloodborne and all the souls dark souls is and demon souls is all have a setup and a quest that they nominally put you towards and then the rest of it is fill in through inference uh, through reading item descriptions and then going on a wiki and seeing all the like lines of dialogue you missed from an NPC quest that fill in the rest of it. <laughs> or go on to YouTube and watch a Vadi video, like the, lore video the, or whatever. The parallels between what Q did to QAnon Baker's quote unquote, <laughs> that quote unquote put breadcrumbs together. Right, right. And Miyazaki, I'm like, dang, that's that's a terrifying parallel. Yes, but this is all in good fun and that isn't. But <laughs> the only Well, difference. Ben, one's real mm, and one isn't. You that's know, right. You know what I'm wink. saying? We wink, all know wink, which wink. one we're winking and you everyone know what can I'm totally saying? see what we're saying. Just so I'm clear, fuck QAnon. Right. But, <laughs> yes, as well. I would like to <laughs> full throatedly and, fuck QAnon. And all the idiots who uh, are quote unquote Bakers. Right. Um, yes, this is in good fun. Okay. Let's get a gas kick We're, on Spotify, damn it. We, we kind of, we got, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ben. Sorry. Um, mm. We have so, a history with the series. Yes. Elden Ring Lands. We love these games, and d- this is ostensibly, you know, it was a very mysterious game. That it, Like with Sekiro and Bloodborne, they announced it super early, like way early and to the point where it was all, just all like. All I knew about Elden Ring was like, look, we got George R. R. Martin, yep. and he's going to finish this one. He's going he's gonna to help us. And we're gonna finish it, so that won't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> they, they said. They said this is the, the press release was like George R. R. Martin is contributing, but we're developing. Don't worry, do it. Don't worry about He's, it. It's just a story. Can say it's, it's all good. And um, I wonder if those <laughs> yeah. whispers fucking pick up. Yeah, no, uh, they will. But yeah, no, it was a very like okay, it's another fantasy game. Um, you know, uh, world created with George R. R. Martin, and I think the uh, the what's her name with the giant super long sword, the Queen Michaela, is that her name? Sure. It was her fighting with Radon, essentially. That was the the original, original scene. Fuck Radon. And it was like, um, that was all you got. Just like with Sekiro, where they showed like a close-up of the prosthetic arm, or in Bloodborne, when they just showed Yarnum, kind of, and were like, get ready. And, and, you know, us people were like, yes, yes, please, please. And then so, how long has it been since Sekiro? Sekiro was 2017? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so it's been not actually that long. I mean, five years is a long time in video game time, I guess. But, you know, considering the size of this fucking game, I am, like, still flabbergasted. They developed it. My mouth just keeps dropping. And I'm like, oh, the map just keeps it's, fucking And then going. there's a map under the map. And, like, it just keeps oh going and keeps going. And, and, like, from what I understand, basically, there were they have a two-team system at From. And they kind of tag team back and forth. And then when they get to the end of a project, they kind of all hands on deck one thing. But so, in that case... Elden Ring started development probably after Dark Souls 3. Um, and then Sekiro was a separate team, and then they probably shifted over to Sekiro to finish it, and then everybody shifted back to Elden Ring. But it is still a game that the the size and quantity of stuff and, like, 
bespoke stuff, more or less. Not. I was going to say there are some rubber stamp things in like the catacombs. All kind of look the same. They're not. They're not some, rubber stamp. They are play yeah. sets. Right. They're, and, they're and, play sets. Right. And like, unlike you know, they are kind of descended from the Chalice Dungeons and Bloodborne, which I was were. Say the same thing. Which yeah. were literally like roguelike dungeons that were developed by you put in a seed and you would get a dungeon out of it. And they were like, that's a neat idea, but what if we hand designed all of these? And there are some crazy, you have to ride traps in some of them. You have to go through crazy hidden walls in some of them. You have to do all sorts of wild shit. Even though the, you know, the, the, the tile set exactly looks, they, looks so similar. For someone listening who has no idea, like, but has played Breath of the Wild, it is literally like the uh, dungeon, quote unquote, puzzle, like the puzzle dungeons yeah. in. Breath of the Wild. The shrines. Yeah. The shrines are more... They, these are more fleshed out. Yes. And arguably more brood... Like, they are more gameplay... Much more challenging. Yeah. And much more gameplay intense. Because yeah. the shrines... You know, I... We love Breath of the Wild. Full 100%. disclaimer. Obviously, you could but probably... But this is... <laughs> but, but, this game, but that game did have a quality of, like... In order to have 120 shrines, they can't all be... Not long dungeons, and, and once and, and once you figured out like the the rules, yeah. Once you figure out the rule set, you're like, oh well, they can only ever be like one thing. I have to move right. through this, or like and electricity was, or magnets. There's like a, a good a good couple that you can kind of get creative with, and because you know the, the kind of divergence point for Breath of the Wild from the old Zelda games. The old Zelda games were like, here's a puzzle. There's one way to solve it. That's it. And then Breath of the Wild is like, what if we just put physics and all this other crap in there and let you invent a way to solve any problem? Which is fine. Which is great. And like their conceit for getting rid of the dungeons was to kind of sprinkle them, crumble, you know, take a dungeon, crumble it up and sprinkle it over. As, but, as, but you didn't have a water temple moment and you didn't and have none a none of those dungeons moment. are long enough to feel... They, like they literally, they're literally identical. Right. And, they're and literally using the same tiles. When set. they did the um, the DLC, they did the the buh, 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 the Heroes song. I can't remember what it's called. But there was two DLCs. They did like a Challenge Tower one. That's whatever. But then they did the one that's like another Divine Beast, essentially. Huh. And that one has a series of shrines. And those shrines are like mini Zelda dungeons. So they, they kind of even in their DLC showed that they were learning that like the shrines are not quite enough. And so it's a thing but, I hope to yeah. see more of with Breath of the Wild 2. But this game feels like it is further along that path, too, where it's like, okay, we can put all these caves and stuff out there, but we can't – we're not going to do 150 of them. Probably – I don't know how many there are. There still feel like there's a ton of them. But they – you know, the first couple you run across in the first area are pretty simple, take like 10 minutes to do. Yeah. But by the time you're getting to the second or third area, they're like, you know, half an hour or something like that. And and Some of them are ridiculous. Yeah. And it, it's – they're just – you know, I thought they would thin out a bit more after the first couple areas. They don't really. I mean, there's definitely more in in Lingrave and the Weeping Peninsula and so um, so to compare Lunaria than there are the other areas. To but. compare and contrast, right? So you take yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, yes, and you say, all right, we're going to divide the map into leveled areas, level ranges. Yeah. On paper, you're like, okay, that sounds like Elden Ring. Yep. You're going to have X amount of treasures. You're going to have X amount of books of knowledge. You're going to have X right. And there is that in Elden Ring in terms of, I don't know if you found the painter shack. Yes. Okay. So similar where it's like, okay, yeah. here's one type of puzzle, which is, it is the classic. The, yeah. here, here's a, here's a, like, here's a uh, painting. It's the Red Dead um, treasure maps. Exactly. That was the first time right? I saw it. And so you know that roughly every area is going to have at least one of these one types of, those, of paintings. Yeah. Okay. They're going to have roughly one mine. There'll be a you, divine tower. There'll be a, yes. Yeah. Did you did you get into Caleb's divine tower? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fucking great. <laughs> that's a wild. Um, that's a wild trip. I should have never given them a jump button. <laughs> they just didn't get they're like, oh, you you can jump. Well, here's the here you go. Now fall down like, this tower. <laughs> like, ah. um, yes, it's great. Uh, but so. There is still that meta game. If you want to in Dungeons and Dragons, right? Meta gaming yeah. is like, well, the DM has to give us a way out. Right, right. Um, oh, there'll be also a legacy dungeon in each of those yep. areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More or less. Uh, and they change that formula a little bit later. There's right. like and heroes, heroes graves. I don't know yes. if you fucked with those. Uh, yes, the I chariots, have. the mo- the chariots, the like light pools. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's a whole thing. So, and even later game, like th- that shit is. Uh, Taken and expanded upon, and it's interesting. Right. But to your point, like, the mines are something the that mine, you can always every, see on the map because they're, like, yep. an orange circle. And when you get into one, you're like, oh, I, you know, I need to upgrade my weapons. So, yep. like, this is what this is yes. for. Like, they have a prescribed purpose in a way. Compared to a Dark Souls, which is yeah. like, okay, tight night, okay, great. But there's no, like, you can't go to a mine in Dark Souls. Right. right? This is much more like, no, no. If you want, if you if you do the first area, you're like, okay, mines have weapon upgrades. Yes. There is logic to that this. That will be consistent through yep. the rest of the game. Um, which I like. 
there's Absolutely. a little bit uh, as com- again compared to a Dark Souls. I think the weapon upgrade thing is one of the biggest improvements they made in this one for sure. But I'm gonna put a caveat. Uh-huh. Could you not fucking put the number in the brackets? Yeah, that's a little confusing. Because that was very confusing. <laughs> I was like, okay, Smithing somber stone, stone, comma three. <laughs> I have four of comma three or, or of well, a pre- well Ben, I have three. nine Smithing Stone fours and yeah. twelve Smithing Stone five. It's like, couldn't, yeah. couldn't you say like small Smithing Stone or yeah? Because in the old ones, it was like chunk or shard chunk rock right whatever what yeah fuck? slab i think was yep, i think slab, slab was, was the last one yeah but also to their credit in dark souls making a weapon a certain affinity was a huge investment massive and now and, it is and just you a ha- now it's, it's like look just plug and play the shit don't which worry. rules yeah the ashes um, of war system that lets you like kind of remove special attacks and affinities without having to find the requisite stones which is what you had to do in the old ones and, and your, your investment so useful because if you upgrade that core weapon which you can yeah. like, all, by the way they took the dungeons and dragons and ran with it which is fucking yeah. hilarious because in dungeons and dragons it's like my plus one mace of swing and miyazaki was like what if we did it up to plus 25 and this you're like it's gonna be long yeah, fucking so. um well then you get to plus 15 and you're like wow plus 15 i'm at the max and it's like no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> plus whatever whatever the fuck it is i think 25. plus 25 is the highest which is insane yeah. which is comically like you're just like god damn um any all right yeah to back up surprises what surprised you about Elden? i mean to start with you know it was when we were talking about it even beforehand it was like okay how what kind of open world game is this <laughs> gonna be no idea and i didn't think it would be the the icon bloat that is a ubisoft game even though they've kind of tried to modulate that a little bit you know to that point of assassin's creed valhalla it's like oh it shows you points of light that are things but you don't know exactly what they are so like there's a little bit of yeah, go you know, out you there know, and gold see is, it gold is an item or a treasure right, but you still right. plan routes around the map to hit yes. all the things on the way to the thing and it is very you know i use this analogy i'm pretty sure when we talked about breath of the wild but you know it's uh, the theme park which is Ubisoft, where they give you the map and tell you what everything is. And, and Breath of the Wild is like a, a national park where there's like, oh, what is Butcher Falls? Like, I don't know. you got to go f- see it to find out what that is. What is this giant snowball? What is like, this giant yeah. snowball? Yeah, yeah, what yeah, is, yeah. What is okay. that? And, and this game is way more in that camp, which I kind of figured it would be just because they their games are generally about discovery and exploration. There, with with FromSoft games, there is you're always going to have a layer of obfuscation. Right. You're, oh, you're never going to get like, here's the level up icon. Like, right. No. Yeah, and, and, you know, even the linear levels in the Dark Souls games have tons of offshoots and, like, paths and side areas and, like, oh, if you look over this ledge, you can see a window that you can fall onto. And so it always ex- – it, it, those games have always rewarded looking around the levels and being very cognizant of how you're moving through them. And so this kind of takes that idea and just expands it to this insanely large open world uh, landmass that also has, you know, within it – like yeah, traditional so, Dark Souls so I, would, I would say the game is split roughly between the world map, which is Breath of the Wild, and yep. then they say, "Hey, Stormvale Castle, you cannot use your horse." Right. This is this is a it, Dark Souls. It's level. a Dark Souls yeah. level, and so like your Undead Parish. I think between you and I, you yeah. and I could draw Undead Parish on a on a map napkin. Yeah. I literally have like a map, a vertical like map of the original Dark Souls yes. on my wall. Yeah, it's because it's 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 perfect. Yeah, in it a is lot of perfect. Ways. Yeah. I would argue they have never hit those heights. No. And I love Elden Ring, but it is to me it is not the same as knowing Undead Parish, no. knowing In Orlando, right? Like that shit is perhaps in the same way that I I was not a teenager when NES came out. Right. So for some people maybe like Metroid and Super Metroid are or maybe Castlevania is yeah. seared into your brain. Yeah. Um for me that's Dark Souls. Yeah. For me that's my Castlevania, my Super Metroid of like just Going in, knowing the end of Asylum, knowing where pickups are. One of the very few like games that I can just like trace on a map where you go, how you go back, back and forth, up and down, all around, exactly. And and that that they have not lost that. No, Um, I would still argue it. Stormville Castle is great. It will never be Firelink Shrine for me. No, no, it will never be the the victory of going to. Going to those elevators for the first time and realizing, oh my god, this elevator all goes the way back here. all the way yeah. back to Fire Train. Yeah. I have not had that in Elden Ring. I've had other moments that are great. Yeah. But I'm not, I guess I'm trying to say they didn't lose anything with the open world. No. And, and they were able to bring in that kind of like, just poke off the path. You'll find something. And it pays off so frequently. In the same way that Breath of the Wild was like, 
you know, the map is not covered with icons, but anything notable that you looked at probably was notable. And it's this like, you know, they've broken it down over design talks over years and years, but how you draw the player's eye around a world and all this other stuff that is so mind-blowing to me, just because the shortcut is like, fuck it, just put a thing on the map. It just tells everyone to go so that <laughs> yeah. no one misses your content. But <laughs> And, and I, you know, poor Valhalla is just getting beaten around the beaten around the block here. But, but I like, like Valhalla. I don't I, even dislike Valhalla. I don't dislike I it either, fine. but like playing it right, because I was playing it right up to when Elden Ring same, came out. Same, same. Yeah, and exactly. I, um, it just is like that game's never ending in a way that Elden Ring also kind of feels. But the thing that about Valhalla is it's so at the point I'm at where I'm like 80, 90 hours in that game, everything is repetitive. I have done everything in that game for dozens of hours. I've yeah. shot bows, I've swung axes, I've snuck into places, I've just run into places with my Vikings. Like I've done everything. And the game is still gorgeous, and I am curious to see where the story is going and so on and so forth, but it is just so devoid of surprise in any way, shape, or form. Like, the one surprising thing that happened throughout my entire playthrough was when they're like, hey, you're going to America. You're going to Vinland. You know, yeah, you're man. going, and this is going to have its own economy, and it'll be this totally different, like, little chapter, which really it just feels like DLC more or less. But it's a, it was a, like, wow, this is a surprise. But out of the 80 or so hours I put in that game, that's probably the most surprising thing that's happened is they yeah. minorly put you in a little sandbox away from stuff. And it, it it just, with Elden Ring, like even though I have expectations of what I'm going to find now because I've played it for I'm like 80, 80 hours now, I think. And it's still like every time I pick it up, I found something that is unique and something that is, even though it's a boss at the end of the day or an item or whatever. Sure. Just the way that they've arranged that world, it feels incredibly handcrafted in a way that oh, there's no the, question the, the UB games don't. And there, there was never a moment in, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say <laughs> this: there was never a moment in the development of Elden Ring. I'm I'm fairly confident in saying this, where they said they had a Todd Howard moment. And they said, "Well, you know, mm. we're going to use a." procedural like erosion right. mount it's like no like they only, these hills are completely fictional right there's no rhyme or reason because guess what motherfucker you're in a fantasy world yeah the crazy like, like dagger cliffs on the side of the lands the, between we, yeah we don't care how water erodes this it just mm. looks fucking it just looks dope. every there are so many vistas and shit yeah. in this game where you go you walk in and you're just like this is this could be a fantasy book cover yeah like, I mean, like the, those covers that go from the front and they wrap around the back. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm thinking like Dristoerden novels. Yeah, or, like or, or of, uh, Franz, what's his name? Uh, the guy who's like did all the D&D book covers for like the 70s and 80s. And, yeah, and, and right. And is every van you've ever seen with a heavy metal art yeah, on it and it, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is that thing. It's a thing that like, um, oh, what's the fucking Tim Schafer thing? Oh, uh, um, Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend. Yeah. It was like, where every shot should... And unfortunately, Brutal Legend let me down in different open yes. world ways. I thought it was going to be Ocarina of Time. The part where with it plays is not as yeah. great as but, how it looks. Uh, but for Elden Ring, every, there are so many fucking things that's just like areas where you go and you look and you're just like, this looks like a fantasy painting. Yeah. But there's just so many unique parts of the map. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing for me was like in Dark Souls 1, the intro movie sets like yeah there's fucking dragons and yeah. they lost their scales because this guy betrayed them yeah. uh seeth the, seeth the scaleless yeah, yeah seeth yeah. the scales betrayed them and and you're seeing like you know off in the distance in undead parish and firelink shrine specifically yeah you are you're in one hamlet yeah of this fucking weird ringed kind ringed of city, city world yeah um and this is the game where in elden ring yeah you look at a golden tree because there's the ma- the big golden yeah. tree and then the there's the minor tree. trees. Yeah, yeah. You can go to every one. Yeah. You can walk right up to the trunk of any of these bizarre there's, gold trees. There's and that's like another good example of a thing where you know what you're going to get. You're going to get the, <laughs> yep. the crimson tears for your for you're your gonna get tears for your fistic, your buff fistic. flask. Um but like you don't know exactly how, and that boss is a good example of one that they use a lot. Um yes. which is so that's an interesting thing about this game compared to um the Ubisoft whatever's, but like this game proudly reuses assets in a way that I think is kind of refreshing. I mean, I don't know about the, uh, the, the development environment of from software and how much they pay people and that they crunch like crazy on this or anything, but it seems like they cut corners in ways that are actually like, they don't matter to me as I don't see it and go like, Oh, cheap, you know, rubber stamp, whatever. They just repeated stuff. Like every time they find another way to use, like if they use a boss again, generally it's 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 well done or well thought out in some way, and it's like, 
but they didn't need to generate 400 different monsters. Like, even though there is also this thing with Dark Souls and all the games where there are some monsters that are super weird and only appear in like two places. Did you <laughs> have you gotten into Volcano Manor? Not really, no. I guess I don't want to spoil anything, but there are, there are enemies that I encounter that I'm just like. Uh, what the fuck? What the fuck is that? And yeah. uh, and you're just like, what? What the fuck am I there, supposed and to that's, do with you know, this? That's a huge draw of these games, and it has been since Dark Souls for me is the art design of uh, not just your armor and weapons, but all the enemies and the bosses, and that stuff is still top flight. Like you know, they I, this this game more than others for me has been Fashion Souls. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely. don't. I mean that in a, as a complimentary way. I'm wearing say, some very cool blue glowing antlers right now, which I have way better helmets. But did you get it, it from the Minotaurs? So can you get armor from the Minotaurs? Yes. Yes, you Did can. Did you get your bow from a Minotaur? I got the bow from the area those guys are in, but it's not... It's the bow they use, but I didn't I'm gonna, have to right, Which area? So On the top or the bottom? Soy for River, the first part where you can... Uh, so you know how there's the two... Uh, uh, Miyazaki spirited or uh, uh, Princess Mononoke like deer spirit bosses. Yeah. So there, yeah. and you like light up some torches around that area to yeah. activate that boss. Uh, under the stairs where the torches are on the Fuck. first one is where that bow is. And I got, I found it by accident. Is it a great bow or is it just a? It's a regular bow, but it has like heavy magic damage, so it like scales really well. And anytime you use magic arrows in it, they're also buffed. So it's like really good if you're. If you're using archery, which you, I am using a lot of in this one. Did you find the pulley bow? Uh, no, I don't think so. So it's a, it's a unique bow because it uses somber stones. It doesn't use regular oh, upgrades. Weird. And it maximizes the distance. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a sniper bow, but it's not a, it's not a great bow. Right. I have not found a great bow Great yet. bows are too heavy. Like they're, oh, for, ben, for my build, they are. Uh, what, did you, what is your build? It's mostly decks, I guess. Uh, you know, a little bit between decks and strength, and then a lot into vigor and uh, endurance. My my gut and a couple into int and arcane, so I can do you know have some some a uh, working see, a see, tool belt of spells. I fucked up. I I slept on arcane. Well, so here's the thing: you can also respect in this game. Which I know you cannot do. With you the don't. Other ones. You don't respect. You are literally rebirth, right? Which is fucking awesome. You use a larval tier. You have to beat a boss. <laughs> yes, and re- be reborn. Through a larval tier yes. to respec, which is great. Yes. Um, it's very good. All that stuff is... Yeah. I'm very happy with that. Mm-hmm. I, I like that boss. Yes. I think that I boss also is found really myself good. summoning way more. Because I'm just like, fuck yeah. it. I just want to keep going. Well, it's not only summoning more, but this game also... And this is maybe going back to kind of what is new about this game for this series. Like, the thing that going into it, I think it was curious, is like, okay, are they going to make this more accessible to people because it's an open world game? It's a more familiar type <laughs> of game than those old games. And it doesn't really. Ben, let me, tell still... you about the, let me tell you about the tutorial area. Right. This is a, the design language of the team said, mm. look, if you go, literally the tutorial area yeah. is, okay, if you go through the normal doors, fuck you, no tutorial. Yeah. But if, if you, you go to the corpse, the ghost in the chair, the and ghost talk will to tell him, you to jump. The ghost will tell you to jump. And that's the tutorial. Which I think, you know, <laughs> which is I, can, I can make an argument that they're like, well, they're actually telling you to really pay attention to the environment, whatever. But it is like a very, I mean, the game is still. I love that shit. When I yeah, once I got my hands on it, it was like, oh no, this is still Dark Souls. Like you're gonna get more explanation on some things. What's funny to me is like Sekiro will actually have pop ups that tell you things, which it used to be they would just be messages on the ground that would tell you how to do basic. Well, so controls. now you have inventory items that are hints, right? Literally, both bought from the merchants right, and also the from the tutorial that yeah, are yeah. like. Yeah, it's literally which something. is so funny because it's just like a hacked part of your item menu where they have all these little tiles that tell nope, you like don't, quiet Ben don't don't <laughs> say it no they definitely built a dedicated tutorial system but, but when you compare it to like Assassin's Creed where there's like videos for every power and there's like a glossary of all this other stuff can I, can I bring this up the fact that I moved to a higher refresh mate monitor broke those videos yeah me too which is fucking dumb <laughs> it sucks because they run at hyperspeed now yeah they look very stupid anyway yeah no Dark Souls said no no we no no listen no. we can't we can't put a dedicated pop-up system no just make them literally make them items and stick them in your inventory yep, and the they last did. page your inventory along with a bunch of other random shit <laughs> yeah but then but then they bring that full circle because you can go to the merchants and you buy yeah literally hints. buy hints that are the hints quote-unquote hints are about zelda one and two level right where they're like go to the mountain if you find yourself in the cavern of this then <laughs> yeah. take care to bring a torch yeah and like and some of them i don't know so have you encountered the um, I don't know what they're fucking called. They're basically like giant heads with a spew fire. Yes. 
Did you encounter the? Oh God! Every did you do a plunging attack? Those on are, one? Cause I, it's I did not know until recently that you can do that. That's hilarious. The first time I saw one, I laughed because they're hilarious. Because they're, they're ridiculous. They're these giant green, like bronze heads <laughs> yep. with flamethrowers, and then a little dude in the back. He's in the back. <laughs> on you the can, levers. You can hit the dude and in the back. That's the guy you can, yeah. you can backstab him, and it works yes. pretty well. But but you can also yeah jump off uh, and stab the vent and in stab there. the vent, and it just one shots them. And they it's blow just up like, wow. too in a way that kills a bunch of people around them. Yeah, and that's like. Sure. Like, yeah, and that Fuck it. in older games that would have been even more obscured, and that like people would just have to figure that out. And this one, they at least give you a little bit of a a trail. But like the game is still very. Um, I think one thing that's really funny that they do to begin with is you get out of you know get into the open world, you have your moment where you open the door. Okay, oh. can we talk about that? That's literally beat for beat Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yep, yep. You don't run out gleefully onto the cliff, but no, other than that, but you also <laughs> definitely open the door and it's like, whoa! Here look we at go. This. There's literally a church in the distance. Mm-hmm. That's Breath of the Wild, right? I mean, you can do the, the framing of that shot that shows you the tree sentinel, <laughs> the place you should be going, the site of grace. Like it's all very uh, obviously. Every every open world game well, that does well, that. Well, Zelda, Zelda said this isn't really the open world. It's kind of an elevated right. plateau, and you can. But, but some tutorial no, no. stuff. Elden Ring is Elden like Ring no just motherfucker. Kicks you down the mine Elden Ring's <laughs> like, hey, why don't you go after this horse guy? Oh, and you're like, he fucked oh, you up. Huh? Oh, it's a boss fight. You should probably now learn that you can sneak around people. Which again, and and for people who like they you put know, the boss between the first mm-hmm. fucking sight of grace. And I really do think that is a tutorial thing to be like, you can run away from bosses in this game. And like for me as a person you, okay. who plays these games. I would have tried beating my head against that boss over and over if I didn't figure out that you can go around in every direction. And then, yeah. of course, you know, I played open world games, so I understand how, like, enemy AI activates and yada, yada, yada. So it's, like, not that mysterious, but it is definitely a hard, as opposed to a lesson where a pop-up would come and say, like, you don't have to fight this guy yet. It's just, like, yeah. you have to think, like, what if I just give him a wide berth? And then you realize you can just go to the church and you can keep going from there and you never have to come back to that guy if you don't want to. Of course, most I people... I came back to that fucking Most guy. people do because... I came back. you got to get your revenge. Um, but, like, the, the other thing that game does really funny up front is essentially when you get to the Sites of Grace, which are bonfires, ostensibly. But they're, Wait, they're the same thing? They're your save points. <laughs> And they or are idols from Sekiro. They are the thing that gives. What are you, they called in Bloodborne? Uh, they're lanterns in Bloodborne. Oh, and they're like you snap your finger and they light, and then the little demon things come up. I like the little demon. Things. I love them. I put top hats on them. Bloodborne's a good game. Yeah, they should really fix that game up and put it on modern stuff. Um, aside from that, but so when you activate the, the the sites of grace, most of them point in a direction. And if you were a normal you, video game player... Did you player, watch the giant bomb thing where Jeff was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, he had no idea. Oh, really? That's funny. I, I, they don't all do it, to be clear. But most of them do. But if you, if you go to the map, there is a definitely yeah, like a, a point. Literally a point. It's like, yeah. hey, go this way, dummy. Which all they're really doing is pointing you towards the next major story beat, as far as I can tell. And, and the thing that also, I think, is tutorialized but also very obstinate is that if you follow those in the beginning, you will run up to a boss that will kick the shit out of That's you. That's the unless, point. Unless you've played these games and are really good at like parrying and dodging or whatever. But Margaret is there to tell you you should turn around and explore. And that's the thing about this game <laughs> that is so uh, that is so different than the old ones cuz the old ones are paths. And of course they have unless tri- you tri- take tri- unless in Dark Souls 1 you take the master key. Right. And I mean, you're like, "Oh, I broke everything." The thing I came to understand about Dark Souls when I was playing it is that there is usually something else you can be doing if you run into a boss. There's like, oh man, this boss really kicked my ass. Why don't you go to Deep Rogue Garden instead? You get some levels, <laughs> yeah, you get a different sure. scenery, you'll get us some weapons. But you'll not get some compared after. to El- Elden Ring is like, exactly. hey man, if you really hit a wall, just yeah, fucking go Just off. go in the opposite direction and you will find something that is probably easier to do. And did you, did you, this is just, just total random question. Did mm. you find the beach in Limgrave? Yeah. So there's a beach. Yeah. And there's a guy that you encounter. He looks like a tall alien. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And he does a gravity spell. Yep. And I was like, I don't know how the fuck I found him. Alabaster Lord or yes. something. Yeah. And I was, but I saw the beach from the cliff and I'm like, how the fuck do I get down there? Yeah. Similarly, there's an island in Limgrave that you're like, where the f- how, how do, do I get out? I can't swim. And then you, yeah, you, yeah. you figure it out. But um, that beach, from what I can understand, is not connected to really anything. Like there's nothing, like uh, in Ubisoft game, it would be like, Literally, you talk to a guy, he's like, I heard there's something happening on the yeah, beach. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get and it's down like, there. no, because on the cliff, you can look down, and you're like, okay, there's a fire right. under an, a big piece of ruins. Right. And there's a dude walking back and forth. There's a dude there. There's some weird glowing footsteps. There's, and you're like, yeah. that seems okay, but, but... Intriguing things. Yeah. Yes, but there's nothing on your mini map that says, 
Go here. Your character, and this, this is my one fucking thing against Psychonauts 2. Mm-hmm. No one calls me and says, hey, you should really look at the beach to go down. It's <laughs> yeah. like, no, like, just let me fucking figure it out. Yeah. And it is about you being in the world and observing it and going, like, that looks interesting. And that's the kind of core loop of this game. Which Breath of the Wild yeah. Breath of the Wild also did, but also it's the Zelda thing of, like, you really can never really fuck up. Right. And 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 to be clear, Breath of the Wild is a much kinder game. I mean, even as harsh as it was compared to, like, <laughs> to, to the couple of Zelda games that came before it. Because, like, you know, my first experience with Breath of the Wild was, like, oh, I got a stick. I got killed in one hit. And I remember playing that game for the first time and just being like, oh, man, people are going to hate this because it's so uh, such, you know, the old Zelda games, the Skyward Sword famously gives you two hours before it gives you a fucking sword. And the Breath of the Wild was like, hey, you have a, a swinging weapon within four seconds of getting outside the yeah. main dungeon. Like it is such a it was such a paradigm shift for that series to go back to exploring and kind of poking the game as opposed to. Okay, are you sure you understand how to hit B to get out of this? Man- Do you want me to say that again? Do you want me to say that again? Uh, can we agree that Twilight Princess is the worst of that? Uh, Skyward Sword's worst, but yes. Whoa, then Twilight Princess? Oh, it's so bad. Like, I mean, Twilight Princess has like two hours of sheep herding also. Like, they both have their very <sighs> egregious opening, like, Link's on a farm. He's just a normal kid. Oh, look, you found a master Who's sword. Who's Link? What? Yeah. He's important again? <laughs> like, it's just after the, the 13th entry in a series, you just kind of have to. Except that people know what Link is there to do. He's there to get a sword, and he's there to fight Ganon. And uh, and Breath of the Wild just kind of kicks you out of the door compared to those old ones. Um, I got emotional with that GDC. So GD, the GDC where mm. I don't know if he's a creative director of Breath of the Wild, but he basically said I had to I had to go into numerous rooms with Nintendo executives and be like, if we do not shake this up, we're fucked. We're done. Yeah. He didn't say that. I'm right. paraphrasing in the way that I do, but he basically said we can't. Skyward Sword is the in my I don't know if he said this, but like it, it, it had become clear to Nintendo that okay, it's we've we can't we, keep we, doing we this. can't go back to the well. Yeah, and they like plucked a few things out of Skyward well, Sword. They made they made a for for from what I understand, they made a top down recreation of Zelda one right. With modern shit? Yes, and then that was where they got the status calculators and the idea of, oh. like, fire spreading and temperatures and all that stuff. Which, it, which, which is uh, super cool. Which is, it's cool, but it's also like, you guys... Couldn't look at like Far Cry Two and right. whatever. Which I, you, I would argue they kind of did, <laughs> whether they, they did. know it or not. <laughs> I mean, and to come full circle, right? So, yeah. the Zelda One and Two inspired Miyazaki with Dark Souls. Yes, and we, I think we even said this when we've talked about Dark Souls. Is <laughs> yeah. like Dark Souls is like this weird alternate history where they didn't make, they didn't go to Ocarina of Time. They just they, kept they, making they Zelda kept making, One. Yeah, they kept making Zelda One, and yeah. they were like. No, no, we can't. Because Ocarina of Time is the part that, like, the very tutorialized, heavy, narrative-heavy Zelda comes into into the four. I have, I, you could argue Link to the Past is the blueprint for that, but, like, sure, the Link- original is a game that drops you in a place with three different directions to go, gives you a sword, and says, Where the fuck, Go wherever the fuck you it. want. Um, and good luck. Yeah. <laughs> You'll need it. Yes. Uh, I hope you know, there, I hope you know to bomb every rock on the map, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, that Dark Souls 1 is that. Yeah. Is very much... It's the, like, here's Farling Shrine. You can go into that graveyard. Probably not a great idea, but you'll figure that out when you go in there. <laughs> We're not stopping get, you. There's, there's, a bell there's not a fog wall. And there's a bell down. If you go down, you'll figure out real quickly you don't want to go down there. Um, yes. But if you're stupid enough to run through it, you might get some good gear. So, like, there's never... You know, it's always worth exploring in those games, and I think that's like the genius of Dark Souls One is the way they get you to Undead Parish without ever putting a sign to put you to Undead Parish. Um, I'm smiling thinking about it. I'm smiling thinking about like, okay, yeah. I go out, I go up the stairs, I go to the aqueduct, I go through the aqueduct, yep. dragon. It's like, like these enemies I can fight. This yeah. must be the direction I should be going. Um, Whereas if you go to the cor- the yard, uh, it takes a long time to kill a skeleton. They get back up, and if you go down to the ghost, you can't even kill them. And so it's like a very that, 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 that. you can yeah. because there's transient curses in the vase. So if you roll into the right. vase before the bridge to well, and that's the genius of Dark Souls one too. Is once you've played it, you realize all the ways you can break sequence and skip things and go around stuff, and that that your knowledge of the world. World even goes into subsequent playthroughs. Let's talk about this a little bit. Yes. Um, I think I said, I, I was, I've been texting you and friend of the podcast, Dave Femi, about this game very extensively. Yes. And I've been talking with a lot of people about this game. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for me, the thing is like, yeah, I rerolled my character because guess what? Hmm. It is more important to get reconnaissance of the game. Yeah. And if I have to delete a character... It doesn't matter because guess what? The the real game. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing the Eddie Murphy gif where yeah, he's yeah. pointing at his head from Beverly Hills Cop. Exactly. He's pointing to his head um, because it's more important to know. Okay, I love big heavy weapons. Yeah. Guess what, motherfucker? And there's if a you, real good big heavy weapon like right away right near the entry. Yeah. Yeah. You you go to gate front or front gate, whatever the fuck it's called. Yep. You go to the wagon. You open the wagon. Oh shit! It's a uh, not a claymore. It is the bastard sword. Yep. And you're like, okay, 
Put that on my shoulder. Let's yep. go. But when I found it as my magic character, I was like, well, I can't use this. But yeah. next time. And, but next and time. Sure enough. Yeah. Um, I also didn't realize I could charge my magical attacks, which was... Oh, that's a good one. That <clears throat> I wish I knew, because then I wouldn't have given up on that character. That's a new one, because I've been... I have a little bit of, like... It's not pyromancy anymore, but uh, incantations is what We'll they, call but, it pyromancy. But that just having that, like, infinite firebomb on me for, like, slimes and stuff, it's just great to have a tool belt of spells in that game. Yes. they... This is this might be the first fucking game where I'm like I in, I don't feel penalized for putting um, points into. By the way, the mm. fact they divorced spell slots yes. from stats, oh. fucking brilliant. God, what a good change! Because like yeah, the old thing you really had to build for a magic class in every other Dark Souls game, and yes. this one is so much more about letting you, especially because I think they realize the level range is going to be much longer because the game's much longer. Um, that they make, you know, my character uses primarily a sword, but I also use bows and I also use incantations what, for... What sword are you? What kind of sword? I use the... I'm still using the Bloodfang sword, which you get very early on. It's from one of the Evergalls, Everjails rather, which are like boss fights you can go into. And I like the Everjails. I do too. And they, they are like the one part of the game that really, like, you can't summon... And they are just one-on-one fights with like pretty gnarly enemies. But they're, but they're usually humanoid. Yeah, and they're like, never yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're never like mobbing you with twenty dudes like some of the other boss fights. No, it's a duel. It, it's it's a basically duel. a duel. Yeah, and they the transport you to another place, so it's just like getting your getting your uh, your souls back. To be at clear, the end they or, don't even do that. They just take the area of the world right, and put a ring around a ring it, around. And, they, and they change the coloring. So yeah. they're like, oh, it's an ever jail. And it and it, it but they're but the one of the early ones that gets you this curve great sword which does really great bleed damage and really good scale. I will say on bleed, damage bleed damage. I so I upgraded fucking hook claws. Mm, the Wolverine claws. The yeah. Wolverine claws two plus twenty and the bleed is ridiculous. It's fucking insane. It's so and they didn't nerf it in the one point oh three patch. Well, and so they, I'm like, okay, I guess you want it to be ridiculous. Barely close to what it was in Dark Souls one, which if anyone who played Dark Souls one remembers, the Uchigatana is like primo I fu- early I game. I think I texted you and I was like, I just gotta find yeah. an Uchigatana. I mean, I started with the class that that started you, with it. Did so. you pick the, the uh, yeah. land of reeds or the, whatever? The, the samurai, yeah. So I hell had, yeah, you did. And I ended up with two Ichigatanas at some point. So if I ever wanted to do a really absurd bleed build, I could. Do uh, that if you want to do the anime villain build, we're exactly. Like, <laughs> but like the, you know, the bleed is essentially like it builds up and then it takes like thirty three percent of their. But it's a the, the the it's a percentage exactly. So and, yes. for the biggest monster, like so, there's a like a gigantic, a massive dragon in um in Kaled. And he's so big he can't like move. He's like this old decrepit dragon. I felt bad killing him, but did you go to his butt and you hit his butt? Ninety thousand souls. Okay, but did you pop the item that gives you more souls before you did it? I should have because I didn't, and I, I regret it. Because like, yeah, Fuck. He, he didn't come back, and and he spawns the dragons there that you could farm. So I kind of fucked that up. But rest, either rest way, in peace. But rest when I was killing him, he has like an insane health pool. But like every you know seven or eighth hit, I would do like seven thousand damage. Oh, it's to ridiculous! Him. It's great, and it's it's just like a really satisfying. Um, Bleed had saved my ass so many times just on a boss that I'm like getting down and the bleed procs right at the right moment. And it's just, oh, it feels so good. And that was that was my build in Dark Souls 1. And every subsequent Dark Souls game has changed bleed in some way to make it maybe a little less viable like that. And I, I've only ever played magic builds and strength builds. And strength yeah. builds become comical, especially in Dark Souls 1, because once you get past like 40 strength, yeah. the scaling becomes very stupid. Right. And you get the benefit of, um, you, Generally speaking, Elden. I mean, there's a lot of mechanics in Elden Ring. Yeah. But generally speaking, in a Souls game, like the fucking weapons that are literally giant, massive things do break guard and points. Oh yeah. And it is satisfying to see like a giant fucking hulking Go enemy, and you're like, motherfucker, and you just like stagger him, yeah. and you're like, that's right, bitch. Like, Donk. Um, Especially with the jump attacks, like it just feels really. You just slam those huge hammers it's, down. It's very satisfying. It's uh, the Zweihander. Really yeah. To this day. I know where the Zweihander is in Dark Souls 1. You run down to the graveyard. You run to the end where the giant skeleton is. Pick up that Zweihander and you're like, yeah. all right. And then you just crush enemies and it's very satisfying. Yeah, it's great. It is the railgun equivalent of like a quake where it's like, look, you have... You got a line up your shots? You have, you have one shot because once but you if do you hit, it... <laughs> yes. But if you get caught when you're pants down and you're yeah. in the swinging animation and you're fucked, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, that said, I will say this is the first game that, like you said, I want to use the toolbox. I yeah. want to say, okay... I should probably craft fire pots because yeah. they scale with strength, which is great, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I should probably 
craft ammo for a bow because yeah. guess what sometimes you just got to pick off shit with a bow or give them the scarlet rod or get yeah what uh, other status stuff? effects seem more important like yeah we're, i'm realizing now we're gonna have to do another episode about this when we kind of wrap it up because right, i right. feel like i well, am approaching you're probably farther than i am i'm probably over halfway through but you know what I'm, was the last meaningful thing that you did uh i guess beat um it's hard because like the last like shard bear I beat was Radon and that was like 10, 15 hours. How was your, can we just, talk, can we do a case study? How was your Radon experience? I, I really love that fight. <laughs> I think it's so good. How did you play the fight? So, um, so Radon's a weird fight because he is a. It's a meme fight. Uh, he is, he is a weird fight for Dark Souls because he takes place in a huge, huge fucking arena. Literally like a, a, a huge, huge chunk of the world. Huge desert beach. Uh, which is blood red. It looks like a berserk panel of like many things in that game does. And, uh, you know, strewn with swords and bodies. And it's this combat festival that this guy has been having. Uh, this god or whatever. And um, <clears throat> well, he, he just wants to be put down. Yeah. He, he's just there eating corpses. He's been consumed by the Scarlet Rod. He's a he's, he's a, got a great horse. You know, he's a, a dignified lord that is deteriorate. It's a very Dark Souls concept you know the kind of deterioration of a great lord or whatever which they do all the time in those games um but so radon's weird because like yeah you get through this um depending on how you do it to that castle can either be like when i got there blade had already blade the wolf guy had already gotten there and killed pretty much everyone in there same so <laughs> same. which was great because i love that guy. did you do the yeah the snap. yeah that's so good that guy i mean that guy is literally just guts from berserk with a wolf head like he is so yeah he's you know, a man though the, the, that Miyazaki has said Berserk, the the, the manga and, and anime, is like a big influence on it, but I think it's cranked up even further in Elden Ring, so but, which I love, of course. And um, so, you know, you get there, you get to this castle, and, and it's in this place called Caled, which is a fucking horror show compared to the idyllic the, kind of... It is the only thing that has made me feel ill looking at the landscape so where you're like, up. it's not dark red. No. It's like a coral. It's I, blasted and it's like this coral tumors all over it and and I the creatures there are like Bloodborne, uh, you know, the straight dogs, out of. The dogs are fucking off. They're like, if you took a dog and made it into a T-Rex, it's such a weird, like, body morph they do to it. And it, like, they're kind of funny because their heads are too heavy and they kind of swing Yeah, but also, you. like, if you look behind you're like, the, like, you can see their spine. But the first it, time you see them, you're just like, what is that yeah. silhouette? And the same thing with the giant crows and... I hate all of it. It's such a It's n- very evocative. Po- and it's a great, like, you know, talk about an in-world tutorial thing of, like, you can go anywhere, but it's like, once you get to this place and, like, it's literally blocked by, like, a flaming wall. It's very much telling you, like, they put a wall here to keep this thing in. You probably don't want to go in there. And of course, I was like, "Fuck that!" Jump over the wall, and Same. then like, "Oh no, Same. this place yep. is the sky is blood red. It just has this horrible like like it just makes coral me feel music. ill. It makes me feel queasy. Like yeah. I hate the blood coral. It just yeah. is so upsetting. It is very bloodborne. Like it, it, the one of the cool things about this game is that they were able to kind of take everything from every game they've made and kind of cram it into this open world. Yeah, so, but like, Bloodborne, especially in Kaled. Yeah, Kaled, so in yeah. World of Warcraft, back in the day, yeah, yeah. Not, to aid, not to date myself too badly, but in I'm talking like 04, 05, there was a zone called the Plague Lands. Yeah. And, the, and the, the, the idea being like, what if this plague didn't just mutate like, organ, like humans? It did everything. Everything. So plants, <laughs> mushrooms, like... And you just that, you get that feeling of looking at like trees that are like bloated out on the yeah. bottom. And you're just like, ugh. And there's like these giant corpses, like yeah, like literally like stories high skulls on the cliffs and stuff. So oh, I love it. So this is, this is <laughs> to, to go a little bit back. Like this is the thing about the fan and in in fantasy, right? Yeah. In fantasy, the ideal fantasy is you're reading this and you're literally reading something that you can't picture. Right. In in Dungeons and Dragons, there's literally. Uh, I want to say the Githyanki. So there's there's a race of like beings in Planescape Torment, and they're also in, in Forgotten Realms. Mm-hmm. Basically, Githyanki, and there's another one, Gith, Githzerai. Basically, like, hey, our civilization comes from the corpses of giant gods, mm. and you're like, that seems cool, fucking weird, but and cool. also, <laughs> but also, how would you mechanically implement that? Mm. And and Elden Ring says, what if there was a giant corpse every four point five feet? Yeah. Just to give a flavor, you know. Uh, I don't know if you got into the bottom of uh, Stormvale Castle. Mm-hmm. If you've gotten, and there's yep. just a fucking giant skull. Yep. And you're like, okay, that's static, right? But if you stab it, it bleeds. And you're yep. like, oh, uh, oh. Okay, well, all right, fine. Fucking. And there's yeah. like another, there's some underground cities that have these huge 
skeleton they're, like kings. They're on thrones. And, thrones, and they don't attack you. They don't attack you. But I, they are so ominous. They're <laughs> and, huge. And they're they so gotta scary. be like I I this they're is really hundreds up. of your character tall. Yep. This is my up my own ass, but I'm like, please, please someone hack VR yeah. into because I've been telling you I've been playing Cyberpunk in VR yeah. and GTA Five in VR. Mm. Oh, that would be really cool to have Lance between just to ride around. And yeah, I, if we have time, you should probably. I kind of want to set you up with Cyberpunk. Just I would like to see that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, we got to keep going, but we're, yeah, we're, we're, we got to wrap up in six all minutes. All right, all right. Takeaways from Elden Ring. It is. It exceeded my expectations, which I think is a, a great thing for can a from software game this? to do. Remember, remember when Dark Souls three? They're like, "This is the last Dark Souls," and you're like, "What?" And it is. I mean, like storyline wise, it, it <laughs> tried. But ben, first off, can we put quotey fingers around well, like, storyline? The thing about Dark Souls three that is different than Dark Souls two and one, one and two is that it very clearly acknowledges the series in a way that, and that's fine. They didn't prior to that. It's point. fine, but also the combat was. so so much better than two. Oh yeah, yeah. It felt like, and a, it felt like a polished like. It is very much a um, a last crusade. It is like we really screwed up that second one. Here's our victory tour, where we take everything you loved about the first one, and then just kind of do it again. Hey, but, do you like Andre the Blacksmith? Yeah, he's, he's right, right, here, right bro. here, bro. Hey, do you like the word Firelink? We put it right, right first here. fucking place. Remember yeah. Lordron? We're gonna talk about that. Oh shit! Do you want to talk about giants? Yeah. By the way, also giants, huge. Later in the game, you're like, oh, they're, they're, he can't. They're obsessed with giants. Yep. yep. I don't. Whatever. Um, exceeded my expectations. You are correct. Yeah, because I, you know, I was, I was thinking that it would be open world Dark Souls. Like, oh, that's kind of what the box said. But the idea that they, they really dug into the, the open free form kind of like. They went from designing very linear games where they can very much account for what the power level of the player will be at every step of the way, and just threw that off the table. Which I mean, is a Demon crazy Soul, thing Demon to Soul literally is a Mario sixty four yeah. style. Hey, one here, one one two one three. Here's yeah. the hub. Yeah, and fucking jump into a painting. Yep, and, and actually, now that I'm saying that, Dark Souls also has you jump into a painting. Right, right. But, <laughs> yes, they love Mario sixty four. Uh, secret. Um, but that, but that they were able to kind of keep their design ethos. In parts, but also like really let you blow open what's possible and what is the ability to just say like, this is too hard. I'm going to go level up. And like, I have definitely gone back to areas that I missed and just housed bosses in ways that I would never do in Dark Souls because you'd never get that powerful because grinding in Dark Souls, you could always do that to grind levels. This is different. But this is different because Uh, you're always doing something new. You have so many different avenues to say, okay, I'm in in over my head. Yeah. I I did this last night. I was like, I'm going back to Limgrave. Yeah. <laughs> just went in. So, have you fucked with any um, bell bearing hunters? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The I, first one I went back and just killed him in like three hits. Yeah. Because I was and, like, and that is satisfying. Very satisfying. I met the real, quote unquote, the real version of him. Right. Fuck that fight. I was gonna say the one in Kalid was also a fuck that fight for me. I can't um, remember if it was in Kalid, um, but basically, like, no. The real one is in the plateau or in the city, I think. Well, so you see a, a, a st- like a castle, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, there's green. The green must be grass. Yeah. And then you go to the estate and you're like, <laughs> oh, it's, oh it's all fucking poison. Yes, yes. And you get to, you, anyway. Yeah. Um, but there's just so many of that, those moments where you kind of come, you're like, oh, that's a castle. What's up about this well, castle? So, oh, this castle's full of weird hand spiders. Or this castle, I, oh, I love the Wallmaster level. <laughs> the Carrion Estate, yeah. I fucking hate those hands, but I also love them because they, so they move like... Well, so oh, I hate it. They're basically, yeah, they're literally disembodied. They're like Wallmasters from Zelda, except for they don't grab you and throw you at the beginning of the dungeon. But they're no, the they same. Do, that's they're like they disembodied do. hands. I hate it. No, they're grafted. And the first time I saw them, I'm like, I, I don't think I can do this. Like, I don't have like arachnophobia or anything, but they're creepy, collie, weird. I don't like But them. then I started to realize they have these crazy huge jewels on there. And it, yes. something about that little added bonus made them funny to me. And then I was good. I was good. The only thing that's really like creeped me out, skin crawling, is the giant ants. But that's a, another story. That was a. <laughs> I hate that level. I hate those things. I don't like how they move. Mm-mm. I love ants. Like I. I don't I, like when they're that big. No, Mm-mm. I don't like their nests. I, so there was the part in that level where you kind of come down the tunnel and you can see a queen kind yep. of one, and I could only see part of it. It's like giant egg butt, and I was like, I'm not going to that. I'm room. shaking. I'm just shooting I'm shaking everything through head. this door, and yep. I'm never going to see that thing. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> um, but it's just yeah, and there's just so much variety in 
all these things like you, you get in an elevator and you go down and then there's stars in this cave and you're in this underground I loved city it. and like which it, is funny because Skyrim did the same thing they mm-hmm. have that big set piece that's like right. hey the Dwemer like the Dwemer cities, ruins yeah. and, and but this just felt more meaningful because yeah I couldn't I don't know well especially it. in Limgrave the the area that that comes off of there isn't a night sky really it's like cloudy most of the time yeah it's when you get to Linaria and stuff you see more stars but like it was such a great just like. How deep does this go? Oh my god, this is amazing! Like it was I, just revelation after revelation as you go down the elevator. It's so I, great. I will say, and this is maybe eventually you will get to the point where I'm at, but it's mm. just like they they explain the merchants, mm-hmm. and I don't really want to say no, more. I, I've I've seen that. I've followed. I've so watched I've, someone in a video I do found, that thing. I found that organically, and oh, it was man. very distressing because I like the merchants. Yeah, the merchants are cool, and I still I love the little. But I will never fight one because they're crazy. Oh, uh, well, Ben, actually, if you want to play effectively, you'll mm. kill them on site because you can just get the bell bearing. Right. It's if like, you, fuck you. Like, well, and I then you can go shit. to the turtle. Someone killed the turtle pope. I don't accept Some that. asshole <laughs> killed the turtle pope. You know, this game fun, has a turtle pope. Yes, yeah, so there's a giant turtle with a pope hat, and he's the nicest guy. His name's Muriel. He and doesn't he, even fight back when they attack Even them. when you attack him, he's like, oh, please don't kill He's like, he's I the nicest NPC in the history of... I hate it. They're monsters. Absolutely. It's the same people who would kill all the NPCs in Dark Souls. And you're like, how can you kill do the you, Firekeeper? How could you do that to her? They do. And do, you, do you laugh when you see people call turtles dogs in this game? Nah. Mm, no. No, I think a lot of the message... I do, because I'm a is, child. Is, there have been a couple dog jokes that have gotten me that are pretty funny. And the one, there was one from the turtle. There's pup, one in a room of snails, and it said, beware dog. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, you fuckers, you that's it. not a dog. I'll take it over the fake hidden pass any day of the week. Um, or the tri-finger buttholes. Tri- oh, my God. Yeah, or the Fortnite one. That one's done, too. Oh, that one's... Fu- what, is that a meme? Yeah, I mean, it's people saying Fortnite, the game Fortnite. I hate it. Yeah, apparently I'm that, old. it's a weird thing. So in Japan, people thought that was like some weird, obscure secret because they don't like have Fortnite over there or they, it's not very popular. Uh. And since it's trans, you know, the way that the Dark Souls message system is, is it's like piecemeal. So it translates instantly <laughs> yeah. in a way because it's all just yep. fine. You know, it's not like writing sentences or whatever. So, um, yeah, the Fortnite thing apparently confused Japanese players because they didn't get the joke of like, they're just saying the name of a popular game. Uh, which is what Americans were doing because we love we globalization. Love, we love globalization is great. Fuck them. It was a mistake. Anything, <laughs> Ben? Anything else about Elden Ring? No, I mean I'm going to keep going on. We're going to, you know, we're going to record. We're going to have episode. to keep going through it. We'll probably have to talk about the story a bit more. But I just think it's it's uh, it's a great one of these games. And I do think I would say for people who have not, you know, have been intrigued by the art design or whatever, this one is probably the one I would I would tell people to start with. I don't Jump think in. it's any more accessible or in it, like just on a basic level, but it is so open to you just kind of figuring it out in a way that Dark Souls 1, you know, every the other one is like at a certain point you have to just get your skills up to the point where you can beat this boss. And like grinding skills will I, help you to a point, but you it, will hit walls. It is walls. not, no. And those games are all about hitting walls and pounding through them. And this one is like, there's a bunch of walls, but there's a billion hallways. Like, you can just go every different direction. When, when, when the demigods close a door, they open, they a, open window. a window. And please, for the love of fucking God, yeah. just go to the window. Right. And maybe you, throw a stone out to make sure you don't die from jumping out the window. I didn't realize there, was, <laughs> there were colored gem arrows. Yes. There's a puzzle specifically later that oh, you, that's cool. you should definitely learn how to craft the gem arrows. Okay, good to know. I know how to craft most of the arrows, Remember so, Seath? So. Like, remember the run-up yeah, to Seath? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. it's that. Um, but it's really fucking good. Excellent. Oh, um, man. That's, that's yeah. all I got. I, and by the way, this just for, like, posterity, in five years when I look back at this recording, yeah. the New Yorker interviewed Miyazaki. Yep. That's he, where we're at. That's where we're at now, is that the New Yorker I mean, that interviewed game, Miyazaki to ask him, why do you make hard games? That's where we're at as a culture, which is fucking amazing. And, like, that game... Sold 12 million copies in its first month. Dark Souls or Dark, Psy- Dark Souls? No, Elden Ring. Elden, okay. But, but to be to comparison, uh, Dark Souls 3 took seven or eight months to get to, to that many copies. And those games are successful. And, and Square Enix says it's a failure. Right. <laughs> well, that's that's the good news. Bandai Namco, <laughs> it's probably Bandai Namco's biggest game ever also, I would bet. If I had to just make which, a which makes us the old men because we're like, well, actually in Dark Souls. <laughs> Patches was in Dark Souls. Exactly. He was in Armored Core. Uh, second Wish the Moonlight Greatsword is in, is in Armored Core. It's in Kingsfield. Let me tell you about Kingsfield. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Well, let me tell you about Kingsfield. Um, well, Shadow, the whole problem, Shadow Tower was the, really where the Gothic. Uh, <laughs> uh, so 
I forget what he says. Itchy hits the same xylophone note <laughs> twice, <laughs> producing a different note. Two distinct notes. Two distinct notes. I certainly hope someone was fired for that blunder. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be you and me. We're fucked. Low Homer's response, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Uh, such a I have to episode. go to my home planet. Yeah. Great, great stuff. But so yeah, you they, want a realistically grounded cartoon character that's completely, completely off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Before this right. just turns into us quoting The Simpsons, we should get out of here. But all right, anything else? We'll be back. But Elden Ring, good. Can we just like our, our glasses are empty? But to Miyazaki, no, to From Software and Miyazaki and those crazy, crazy dreamers. They fucking did it. Also, man, some of those monster designs. I hope everyone's okay over there because there's some really fucked up shit in this game. Not as Bloodborne was like just a parade of horrible flesh horrors. So yeah, it's but a this little is less than that. This is like this is the answer to what if I the, the part of you is like I want to go to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and I want to live in in uh, Middle Earth. And then you see your first talking tree in real life, and you're like, I don't I want to go home. That's is, Elden Ring. Why are there so many corpses in the roots of this tree? And why are the pot guys... I remember guys... texting you and be like, Ben, I think these trees are made of people. I love the pot boys. What's inside of... Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> just go ahead and read the item description for the meat dumpling. Yeah. Oh, God. What's the pot's name? Alexander. 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 Yeah. And... God, I hope he's fine. Uh, he was he he survived the Rodan fight. He was quite cracked, but he did survive it for me. He's um, okay. He's all right. All right, Ben, take us out. All right, we are out. Thank you.